Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. Welcome to another new show. Today is Friday. Um, if you're listening to it on a Friday, I know many probably listen to it through the weekend or even maybe way after the actual release. Totally fine. Totally fine at all. So, but as I record it, it's a Tuesday morning in the middle or beginning of August now. I think this will be uh, two, oh, two weeks out is where I'm at on these shows now on Fridays, which is great. I'm trying to put a little bit of a plethora of a, or like a little blanket in there. So that way I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of my episodes. And so I, I will be, uh, I won't have to concern myself if I need to take a week or uh, off or a break from recording. So that's the goal is to do a couple extra episodes as I can to ensure that uh, they, you know, I get that little sort of security blanket, if you would. Um, because my biggest goal is to continue to produce episodes on a weekly basis, if not bi-weekly for you, or uh, twice a week. And that is going to probably continue through the rest of the year. Uh, I haven't decided whether next year I'm going to continue doing two episodes or not. I haven't really gotten that far in my thinking. But I for sure know I want to do some stuff on Friday's show. And we'll do a whole different sort of series and all that, you know, we've got a whole bunch of things that I've got planned for Friday's shows. The Tuesdays uh, may end up just kind of becoming more of a bonus episode day or a guest. If we have a guest on the show, we'll have them on that Tuesday, on a Tuesday. And the reason really behind that is once we're done with the Lutheran theology, we'll incorporate... Um, some more of that teaching structure into our Friday shows. So uh, we'll probably end up kind of absorbing most of the Tuesday content uh, after we're done with that Lutheran show. So that's kind of the, you know, uh, generic outlook. Uh, It's very, very basic, but there are some things that are heavily in the works um, for Undying Light, and one of those being a transition to an every week Bible study This will be offered to my church and to patrons. So if you are interested in studying the Bible with me, 
uh, and asking questions and uh, having conversations with people through Zoom, then please come join us on Patreon for a dollar a month or $10 and some change for the year. Or you can give more if you decide, but that's all I ask is $1 a month. And you get access to the Bible studies, sermon notes, early podcast release. In fact, I just released a podcast uh, today uh, that won't debut until August 30th. And so we're five weeks ahead on the Tuesday shows. And we are um, two two or three weeks ahead on, two weeks ahead on the Friday show. So that is pretty awesome uh, perk, I, I think, for, you know, if you're looking to support a, a, a ministry, then uh, you get early release shows, sermon notes, schoolwork, uh, Zoom meetups. We did a Zoom meetup a couple nights ago. Uh, we had a handful of people on and we just talked about different aspects of theology. Uh, so we do that from uh, at least once a month that we're trying to Bible study and all sorts of other little perks, uh, if you would. And we're working on some other behind the scenes type and uh, call it incentives but for those who join patron they will get uh, they will get a pretty substantial uh, uh, gift here soon so I'm working on that with some people and uh, very excited for it so a dollar a month gets you access to all that and then more and that's all I ask you can give more uh, you can join the higher yearly tiers if you decide to and give you know everything up front and then you'll get 12 months of access to everything I do. And and I think that is, you know, a substantial um, offering, if, if I could, because I know, and look, I, I, I would love to produce more content, um, but being a pastor and a father and a student and a husband uh, eats up some of my time. So there are things in the works that once I'm done with school, we will be writing more content for uh, patrons. So hopefully next year, you'll start seeing, if you're a patron, you'll start seeing more writed, written content surrounding certain topics and, and, and addressing certain things within the Christian faith from the Lutheran perspective. So those will be things that we will be working on in the future. They're just not quite at the front of my table to be able to take on. So... And as always, uh, the, my other commercial for you is um, is Logos Bible Software. And uh, August now has some new uh, incentives. In fact, August continues to do uh, what they've done in previous months. So through the whole month of August, you can save uh, 30% on Logos 9. It's a back-to-school sale. 30%. But you have to use my promo code to get that 30% discount. So... The link is in my bio on Instagram. You can go to logos.com forward slash undying light, all lowercase, one word. If you do not have Instagram, and you can get uh, up to 30% for Logos uh, 9, which is the most current package. And that's what I use right now. It's what I have on my screen that I'm going to work through my notes in today's episode. So 30% off, that's substantial. I, I can't think of a program in my opinion that's better uh there are people who use accordance accordance and and i like that but i've just never got into the program itself and gave it its chance to wow me so i know there are people out there that use that and they swear by it. it's really probably a very solid program uh, i've just got accustomed to using logos and that's been my my thing uh, i like that i have 
my entire library on my phone on this computer here. I've got it on an iPad that I sometimes use and I've got it on my uh, work laptop. I've got logos literally everywhere I could be because of the importance that it draws to me. So you can get a 30% discount on logos nine, just a substantial discount and, uh, get yourself a solid theological library to support your pursuit of Christ. And again, this is not something just for pastors and bishops and the theologians and all of the people with fancy, uh, churchy titles. This is the greatest tool for moms and dads and kids, Bible groups, youth, all of that. Any person who says they're a Christian, this is a great program because they can, they can start to, uh, read and dig into, the theology of their faith. And for instance, like uh, I've got a couple different, I've got kind of a mesh of libraries. If you would have got, I started a number of years ago with a reformed edition and now I've transitioned over to more of a Lutheran library. And so I still have those reformed books, which I will sometimes refer back to because it's good to see the different perspectives on a particular passage. And so I I've got, you know, about 3,400 books in my library. I've got, I think, something like 900 books dedicated to just the Bible itself. And then I've got another 2,000 plus books for theology, commentaries, and history books, and all sorts of different things like that. So, you know, over the years, I've collected a lot of books, and they give you a ton of stuff for free every month. And so uh, it's, it's a great program to get in. It is a little bit heavy. And so but I, I, I run it on my old iPhone. I run it on an older iPad, and it works just fine. So um, great program, logos.com forward slash undying light, and that will get you access to uh, start starting your new theological library. So uh, we're in Habakkuk uh, this week, and uh, I've got a guest who is going to read it and uh, read our passages for us. Uh, and... It's funny, I was listening to her read it before I started recording the show, and I'm like, boy, I pronounce everything wrong. And so she pronounces Habakkuk as Habakkuk, and and I totally think that's probably the right pronunciation, uh, Habakkuk. Um, I just, for whatever reason, some of these names and that, I just, my tongue does not seem to function right sometimes. So let us get into the work at hand today and uh, work through this, um, uh, if you would, passage that we have. And uh, I'm going to have April read chapter one for us, and then we will unpack it and see what the Lord has for us today. Habakkuk chapter one, the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, who march through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen press proudly on. 
their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swift to devour. They all come for violence, all their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. At kings they scoff, at rulers they laugh. They laugh at every fortress, for they pile up earth and take it. Then they sweep by like the wind and go on, guilty men on whose own might is their God. Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. You who are of purer eyes than to see evil and cannot look at wrong. Why do you idly look at traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up, the man more righteous than he? You make manhood, mankind like the fish of the sea, like crawling things that have no ruler. He brings all of them up with a hook. He drags them out with his net. He gather, gathers them in his dragnet, so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore he sacrifices to his net and makes offerings to his dragnet, for them for by them he lives in luxury, and his food is rich. Is he then to keep on emptying his net and mercilessly killing nations forever? All right. Thank you, April, for taking the opportunity to read that. She'll be reading the next uh, two chapters, so she'll read all of these, all three of them for us. And uh, again, this is a, you know, call it an incentive or perk. If you're a patron, you're more than welcome to join us and uh, read uh you know, a set of passages or chapter or whole book if you want to. Uh, we've had a few people uh, do so already in the past, and so that's a tremendous blessing. And and I and I think it's kind of neat to get people like uh, the ability to be on, you know, the show without having to be here to record with me. So they're kind of like indirectly uh, a part of the show, and they and and they'll for forever be a part of this show. So we get back into chapter one. Uh, and, and I like right off the gates, we've got uh, Gregory of Nazareth um, summarizing verses one through four. And as they are kind of encapsulated here, uh, the first four ver verses are Habakkuk's complaint. And then we have the Lord's answer. And then we have uh, the second complaint that takes up the rest of chapter one and the first verse of chapter two. And so it helps us to understand again how the wording or really how the books were established in terms of verses and chapters because sometimes we'll see a theme or a thought carry well into the next chapter and so we've talked about that on previous episodes so Gregory writes this he says Habakkuk utters more heated words and is impatient with God himself and cries down as if it were our good Lord because of the injustices of the justice so we have verse one the oracle we have actually talked about that um, previously, and this is a divinely inspired message uttered by a prophet sent by God. God laid a heavy burden on Nahum's shoulders, calling him to speak a terrifying word of judgment against Nineveh. Oracles were most, were most often spoken against a foreign power, uh, as in the case of Nineveh. So in verse 2, we've got uh, Habakkuk now addressing God directly. He demands to know how long the Lord who promises to hear the prayers of believers will remain silent. This is a very similar uh, address that Job gives in, in Job 19, seven, the prophet cries violence with regard to the injustice among his people, but his, but the, his prayer for deliverance remains unanswered. 
Verse 3, we have, why do you idly look at wrong? The prophet is deeply troubled because God seems to tolerate iniquity and wrong, things such as destruction, violence, strife, and contention, and he does nothing about it. Sin and its results abound in the land. Habakkuk echoes the sentiments of many faithful people of God who wonder why God does not deal immediately and directly with the evil that surrounds them, as noted in Psalm 73 and Jeremiah 12.1. And as this little passage closes out, uh, he says the law is paralyzed here in, in the first part of verse 4. Uh, he says, uh, for the prophet's perspective, the law has become ineffective because of the Lord's failure to act. So pretty strong accusations coming right off the bat. Habakkuk experiences firsthand the opp- oppressive policies of Jerichoam, king of Judah. And this is uh, circa 609 to 598 BC, as indicated in 2 Kings chapter 23, verses 36 and 37. And he feels surrounded by unchecked evil because of the failure to enforce God's law. Habakkuk grumbles against God. And we need to remember that God hears our prayers and that, though we struggle when facing life's perplexing questions, nothing can separate us from his love, as Romans 8, 39 state. So now let's move into the next part here, verses, um, we'll have 5 through 11, which again is the Lord's answer. And the Lord states this in verse 5, he says, Look among the nations and see, wonder, and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days, for you would not believe if told. So doing the work, the Lord's response to the prophet's complaint is addressed as well to the people of Judah, promises divine action. In verse 6, God says that he is raising up and he's about to execute judgment against Judah through an enemy nation, the Chalcedians, an Aramaic group of tribes who appeared in lower Mesopotamia in the 9th century BC and became one of the main elements in the Neo-Babylonian kingdom founded by Nebopolassar in 625 to 605 B.C. Nebopolassar's son, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, who reigned in 605 to 562 B.C., rebuilt Babylon, uh, solidified control over the Near East, and defeated Egypt uh, at Charshaminish all of the first year in his reign. Interesting little kind of history lesson there for you. But we know that the... Chalcedians here that uh, is this enemy nation God is going to use them and they are going to rise up against Judah and destroy them in verse 7 we have the Lord's continuing on he says they are dreaded and fearsome their justice and dignity go forth from themselves and this is really kind of like a sarcastic answer uh, the, the Chalcedians presumptuously and arrogantly demanded obedience and claimed superiority. God uses this self-serving nation as the instrument of his judgment against Jerusalem, as incomprehensible as it may seem. Uh, And then we have verse 8. The horses are swifter than lions, more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen press profoundly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly on eagles. So there's uh, imagery of animals here, uh, or they're you know, war animals, the horses, and that being compared to uh, these faster land animals. He says, The cunning and speed and ferociousness of these ravenous creatures describes the lightning speed to which the Chalcedian army, the Chaldean army, pounced on Judah like a predator. 
so the Chaldean army is pictured as pressing forward in its kill, and their forces are like sand, immeasurable. So we know that this would be uh, a massive, you know, overtaking, if you would, of Judah. So Luther says on verse 11, he says, Habakkuk separates Nebuchadnezzar's idol from the true God. It is the false God whom we strive to please with our own efforts and works. However, the true God is the one who wants to help us. And to summarize the Lord's response, God's response to Habakkuk complaint describes a powerful and arrogant nation that he will rise up to punish Judah for the sins of the nation's mist. Human beings dare never sit in judgment of God's ways, which are beyond the human discernment, Romans 9.20 and 11.33. We, however, can place our trust in him, confident that in the end he will carry out his beneficial will in our lives. And so, as always, we as Christians think that our ways or our knowledge is more, more uh, appropriate than maybe God's. And we sit and cry, even in today's culture, why, Lord, are you allowing uh, baby killers to run free and uh, haters of you, the mockery against the Lord, um, evil doings. We've got hate and despair all around the world, fear of war, famines, plagues. It just continues. And we sit and cry out, Lord, how much longer will you stand by until you answer our prayers? And so at this state, at this state in the world, uh, we're just waiting on Christ to return to take us home. We're waiting for uh, the the sin to be eradicated, the the wicked to be punished, and the new heavens and the new earth to be established for all the believers to enjoy for eternity. So that's what we're waiting for. However, here in the Old Testament, um, these prophets were waiting for the Messiah, and so this is a, kind of a different perspective for them. But they see the wickedness uh, of the world around them because sin is 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 prevalent then as it is now. And as each prophet has um, taken on kind of in their ministry, they are providing warnings against uh, Israel and God's people because of their disobedience to God. So let's look at uh, these last few verses here. Uh, we will read chap- uh, verse 1 of chapter 2. I, I just want to write that because that will take us... Um, into the next uh, or to the end of this this little passage and then next week we'll actually read uh, all of chapter two so verse one is I will take my stand at my watch post the station myself on the tower and look out and see what he will say to me and that I will and what I will answer concerning my complaint and so again this is the uh, Habakkuk second complaint here uh, verses 12 through 17 and then chapter Two verse one. So he opens this with you. Are you not from everlasting? This is a pretty bold question. <laughs> oh my God, my Holy one, we shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as judgment to, and you, O rock have established them for reproof. So pretty bold, you know, kind of statement here. Are you not from everlasting? It's kind of, I kind of would say it's a little bit of a questioning, right? This question puts, uh, expects a positive answer and the underlying question of how God could possibly cause such a cruel nation to punish Judah and still be faithful to his covenant promises. Uh, we know that the Holy one is, uh, referring to God. Uh, we shall not die. The prophet is troubled, but not without confidence and hope. The rock is referring is confessing that God as the one in whom his people will find security, protection, and stability. God is 
not only a refuge, he is a he is a refuge, as Psalm says, the psalmist says in 18 verses 1 through 3 and 62, 1 through 8. Uh, so in verse 13, we have, again, the continuing the second complaint. You who are of purer eyes than see evil and cannot look at wrong, why do you idly look at the traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up and the man more righteous than he? Uh, he's Habakkuk is asking God the age-old question, why do you permit evildoers to flourish, allowing them to oppress the righteous? Habakkuk had called the Lord my Holy One, and he wonders how much a person is able to look at evil. Moving on to verse 14, people who have no strong ruler are like fish and crawling things, vulnerable to wicked oppressors. And like fishermen who make a big catch, so the Babylonians gloat that they have skillfully trapped and ensnared God's helpless people. In verse 16, the sacrifices of his net, the Babylonian kings, worships, military powers, that made him successful and prosperous. And then in verse 17, this is an interesting uh, comment here. Habakkuk says, is, it, is he then to keep on emptying his net and mercifully killing nations forever? Forever. Habakkuk's cry, will this merciless killing never cease? And then again in verse 1 of chapter 2, to take my stand, in humility and patience, Habakkuk now quietly waits for God to answer the questions he has raised and cannot answer that he cannot answer himself. Habakkuk has questioned God's actions and lack of action. So to summarize these handful of verses, like others of great faith, Habakkuk argues and wrestles with God, waiting for answers to explain God's incomprehensible ways. This is indicated in Genesis 18, verses 23 through 32, Jeremiah 27 through 18, and 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9. Yet, Habakkuk does not lose patience, but waits to hear what God will say. The Lord promises to answer those who call on him through his own time and manner. God's word is the light to our path, Psalm 119, 105. In fact, that's the the slogan verse uh, for Undying Light, and we have that stamped on our shirts if you want to buy any merch from us. Uh, I don't actually really advertise the merch, which is kind of funny, but um, we do have shirts and sweatshirts and all sorts of different little things. And uh, you can uh, get a get a part of that if you want to help support the ministry. I again, I don't advertise it too often, but I know a lot of people like that kind of thing. So, but we do stamp uh, Psalm one nineteen one hundred five on the back of the shirt with the Undying Light logo on the front. You can change that if you desire. You can send me a request, and you can put a quote or another Bible verse on there, and I'll uh, I'll set up a print and have it done, and you can order it. So, but anyways, that's. Uh, chapter one, in a nutshell, we've got uh, two complaints from Habakkuk, the Lord's one answer, uh, and then we will uh, wait for the Lord to respond uh, here into chapter two. And again, don't take Habakkuk's like bold stance as being a you know disbelieving God's action. He's he he in his finite being is challenging God to 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 answer to him. In, in response to these unknown ways, why, God, are you allowing these people to kill your people? How long will this merciless killing take place? Why, God, do you stand by why evildoers and, and, and all this other wickedness is permeating in the world? And so this is a common cry. This is not anything that we should shy away from either. Because, see, we can still say even today, 
Lord, how much longer? How much longer will you stand by, idly stand by, and let the world crumble into the abyss? It doesn't take much to watch uh, the evening news and hear of World War III rumors, nuclear wars. In fact, uh, they're now spending millions of dollars on nuclear warnings in for New York City residents that uh, you you know what to do in the case of a nuclear bomb. And it's like these these threats, these fears are gripping mankind. And and then the Christian sits back and says, "Okay, do I buy into the fear?" that is being pushed in the world do i buy into that or or is there something greater to hold on to and that something greater would be god and his promises and his rest and his refuge yes we may experience tribulation in this world we may experience war we may experience famine we may experience plagues we may experience torture persecution suffering all of those things we may as christians experience however this is not the end for us. Our lives continue into eternity. And so even if we die before the new heavens and new earth are established, we will be with Christ in eternal bliss until he resurrects our bodies, gives us the resurrected body, and allows us to dwell in the new heavens and the new earth with him forever. That is the biggest and most comforting promise that we can give to Christians in such a dire time. And so... It is okay to wrestle with God. It is okay to struggle and argue with God. That is normal. It happens often throughout Scripture. However, don't you, you're not to be angry uh, in, in, in the sense that you are no longer believing. right? We, we even have Jonah who was really angry with God. And, but his anger was ill-placed. His anger was not in God himself, but in himself. And see, that's the problem that we as mankind, we want to blame others for our own problems. We want to blame God for all of the things going on in the world when, in fact, it's us that have done the wrongdoings. It is us that have brought ourselves into the predicaments that have caused us pain, suffering, torment, all that sort. So wrestle, argue with God, and, and push yourself to find and seek comfort in him because he will answer and he will address himself in the manner that he desires to do so. And we see, and we'll see that as this uh, short letter unwraps in the next two weeks. So thanks for tuning in. A little bit, little bit shorter of an episode this week. Uh, these are not long chapters, and so like chapter two is uh, it's a little bit longer, twenty verses. Chapter three is nineteen verses long. So not terribly long uh, as opposed to what we've had in some previous books. But we will work on from here and. Uh, we will discuss pretty much all of the minor prophets, I think, before we're done with this little section or series. So uh, that's that. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And uh, I hope we'll be back Tuesday with another new episode in the Lord's Supper Sacrament series. So make sure you tune into that as you are uh, expanding your minds to hear uh, more kind of details, more doctrine on the Lutheran faith and why we believe what we believe. So. That comes out Tuesday. We are continuing that series, and we will do so probably for the remainder of the year. Uh, not just sacraments, but other Lutheran positions as well And uh, compared to the Reform Circle. So that's that, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And if you're interested, I do have uh, my sermons being published on a podcast form. We do publish them once, once a week, sometime during the week, but you can go 
and look Stra- look up Stratford Lutheran and you can hear all of my podcasts on Spotify and iTunes and you can uh, hear as I preach through uh, the gospel accounts of currently Luke right now. So that's that. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. God bless. And we'll see you later. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.